how God is good. And all the time, God is good. Awesome. Thank you guys again for joining us here this morning. Uh, for those of you who are joining us here online. And uh, today I, I want to I wanna talk to you about, not that any other topic is not important, but you know, as, as I've been seeking the Lord, uh, you, you know, the Lord has been really uh, speaking to me about this. And, and the topic for today is good company edifies you. I, I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be uncomfortable. You know why? Because a lot of the times we just, we, we, we just want to hang out with whoever we want to hang out. And we don't realize, we don't see how it affects us. And, and you know, it was pretty cool. Uh, my wife was going around and, and, and giving out some candy. And uh, it was really cool to hear some of you all. Uh, some of you, like, would move the candy and you'll be like, well, I don't like that one. Uh, well, I can't have peanuts. Uh, you, you know, well, I don't like chocolate. And then and, and you're like, well, you know what? I, I like the sugar one. And, and some of you even picked the one that was the most sugary. You're like, I like that one. So you know what? You know I like interaction, all right? And, 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 this is, and this is what I want you guys to interact with me with. You ready? Say the word choice. If you're online, go ahead and type in the chat box and put the word choice. So go ahead. Choice. You know that God has called every single one of us here to do life with others. And he has given every single person in here both the power and the ability to choose. An adult has about over 35,000 opportunities to make decisions, to make a choice. So I'm telling you right now, if you don't know how to make choices, you need to really begin to pray if you haven't done so because life is going to be extremely long for us. And you know that in the midst of all of this, we have both the ability and the power to choose. And there's a great power in choosing friends. You say, well, Fernie, come on now, man. Are you talking to middle school people? Are you talking about youth? No, I'm talking to you. Because we too have relationships. We have friendships. And God has called every single one of us to live this life with a group of people. Look what Proverbs 27, 9 says. I'm, okay. Proverbs 29, 7 says, says that a friend is like sweetness onto your heart. It's something that would bless you. It would be something that would encourage you. And that's what true friends do. And it is impossible to do life without relationships. It is impossible to do life alone. And if you think so, then I'm sure you're dealing with some sort or some type of loneliness. And you know that despite of all this, God has surrounded you with people that love you, people that care about you, and you need to nurture that. You know, sometimes if you're a little bit like me, the more somebody cared about me, and the more that they wanted to help me, the more I looked at them as if they were my enemy. 
because I felt or I thought that they were there to ruin my life because they were telling me the things that were wrong, the things that I needed to change, the things that were going to make me better. And you know that friendships are made so that you and I can confront certain situations. Proverbs 27, 17 says this, iron sharpens iron. And that's what friendships do. We are supposed to help one another when we are confronted with certain situations. Why? So that we can help each other. And that's biblical. We're not supposed to do this alone. And you need to choose wisely, church, because the people that you surround yourselves with, you know what? They're supposed to help you. They're supposed to sharpen you. And I'm going to share with you the three types of people today that you need to surround yourselves with. You ready? I hope you're taking notes. This is good stuff for you. These are lots of good nuggets for you. So if you came hungry, we're going to get you some food. <laughs> ready for this one? Here we go. We need to look for people that can and know how to stretch you. Because if you're not careful, you're going to get people who stretch you the wrong way and they're going to hurt you. If you work out or you play a, a, you play the sport or whatever, you know what I'm talking about. If you play the sport or you're seriously into working out or whatnot, you know that there's certain people that know how to stretch you. And if you go and you just let anybody stretch you, they're going to hurt you. And you might be here today and you might tell me, well, Fernie, you know what, man, I really don't want to stretch. Uh, you know what, Fernie, I really don't want to grow. I, I don't want to do better. I don't want to reach certain things. Well, then some of us in here might be lacking friendships. Or maybe some of us in here, some of us watching from the computer, or might have friends with the wrong people. People that are not going to stretch you. And if they do, they're going to hurt you. I told you it's uncomfortable. You know, I wasn't fat all my life, believe it or not. I was once athletic. And I had people who stretched me. People who knew how to stretch me. And if you really have known me long enough, okay, I'm not really that flexible. So, man, when they would stretch me, it would hurt. But you know why they stretched me? They stretch me so I can have certain flexibilities to be able to, to go ahead and perform the activity that I was supposed to perform. So that I would be able to play and not get hurt. But you know what I did one day? I went ahead and I was in a hurry because I was running late. And I just grabbed somebody to stretch me. And this guy began to stretch me. And there were times that, that he was stretching me just wrong. And I was like, hey, hey, that doesn't feel right, right? And he stretched me wrong, and I'll never forget. For two weeks, my arm hurt because he just stretched me wrong. He hurt me. He hurt me because I got the wrong person to stretch me. Number two, you want people that are not going to quit stretching you. That in spite whatever comes your way, they will continue to press on. They will continue to stretch you. They're going to continue to sharpen you. And they're not going to stop in the face of opposition. 
And those are the types of people that I want. Those are the type of people that you should run, want around you. The third type of person that I would like in my life is individuals that can't let go. These individuals know when their time to help is done, and now it's time for the Lord to be doing the helping. Those are the three individuals, by the way, that we are going to talk about today. Are you all ready for the full now? Go to Luke chapter 5 with me, if you would, please. Luke chapter 5. And we're going to go ahead and read off verse 17. Say choice. choice. You online type choice. Say it again. Choice. choice. You ready? We're going to make some good choices today. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees. This was a group of about 6,000 people who meticulously followed the law. And teachers of the law, better known as scribes sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Jesus was in Capernaum. He was starting his earthly ministry. He was establishing it there, right? And now we see that these religious leaders were sitting there watching Jesus. And you know something? As they were watching Jesus closely, they realized something. They were, they were realizing that Jesus was working in great power and mighty in works. But you know what sadly happened? They failed to see Jesus as the Messiah. And in the midst of Jesus' teaching here, we see that there was a power and that there was a presence that healed people as they were there. Do you all know that scripture teaches that nothing is impossible for God? Say choice. Whether it's an emotional healing, a physical healing, or whatever it is that people might not even know. Where the, God, where the word of God is being taught and scripture is being shared, there's power to heal by the Holy Spirit. And you need to know that. Say choice. Verse 18. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in. And lay before him. If I were to ask you not to move. If I were to tell you stay still. That doesn't make you paralyzed. You know what makes you paralyzed? When your brain sends a signal to your body. And your body doesn't respond. In his mind. This guy wanted to move. But his body just couldn't move. And you know that in our church today, there are people, maybe even perhaps people that you and I love are just like this man. They have many thoughts. They want to do many things. They make many promises. And even say, Lord, if you do, I will. And everyone in here has done that as well. You know, there are many areas in our lives that are just as paralyzed as this man. We want to serve the Lord. We want to be holy. We want to be righteous. Right? We want to live right. But our bodies just don't respond. So what do we need? We need number one. We need to get people who can. Say choice. He got people who can walk. Not paralyzed ones. 
You know, I remember I broke my hand one time. My left hand, I broke it. And man, let me tell you, if it weren't for my wife, I would be some dirty guy. Because I couldn't get dressed. I couldn't shower right. I just couldn't do things. Because I had what? A broken hand. There were just certain things that I just couldn't do. So you know what this guy did? He grabbed people that can take him to a place that's right before God. And you need to get people who can take you there. He needed movement. He couldn't move. So you know what he did? He picked. He got people that can walk. But you know what we do, sadly? We get people that are just like us or worse than we are. That's what you and I do. And whatever your struggle is in life, you need to grab people that are functioning in those areas, not dysfunctional people. You see, guys, I, I didn't go and grab somebody who had a broken hand like I had. I went and I, and I got my wife who had two functioning hands to be able to help me. But sadly, you know what? who we gravitate to? We gravitate to people who have the same problems. We go ahead and we choose those types of people. You know why? So that they can make a dysfunction seem normal. And your dysfunction here today, it's not normal. And for you to realize that your dysfunction is not normal, then you need to grab people. You need to surround yourself with people that are functional, people that are working. It's a choice. Verse 19. And when they could not find how they might bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. Look what Mark chapter 2 verse 4 says. And it should come here. Come up here for you. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic man was lying. Do you guys know people that when they see an obstacle, they quit? Anybody know those types of people? Any of you? Yeah, I do. So what do we need? Number two, we want people that will not quit. Friends that are not going to stop. But I have to tell you, even in the midst of your opposition, you have to continue. You have to push. You have to press. And you need people that are going to get you there. You know, these guys approached this house. And they saw a crowd and they couldn't come in. You know, there are some people in my life who will not take no for an answer. There are some people in my life that will not quit on me. And those are the types of people that I want them to carry me. This guy had four men who are walking, and they were bringing him to Jesus. You know that good friends, true friends, take you to a good place. They take you where you yourself cannot. Say choice. You need to find friends that are going to take you where you need to get to. Don't, don't enlist people. Don't acquire friends that are taking you the opposite direction of where you want to get to. You know why? Because you'll never get there. And you know that, that as believers, not only are you to be sometimes the person who's on the bed being carried, 
But then you also know that you are called to carry others and you have the power, you have the authority to also do that. Same choice. I got saved when I was 15 years old and I never looked back. And man, can I tell you, my life was such a disaster at home. It was such a mess. But I realized that in my life, I had to push on. I realized that in my life, I had to move forward. And you know what? I had to surround myself with people that will not quit. People that will not take no for an answer. And you know what? There were times in my life, church, that I wanted to quit. Anybody in here, anybody on the computer ever felt like quitting? Hmm. You know, everyone at one point or another has said, I just can't do this. I just can't do this anymore. Right? Are you with me? Come on, now say choice. Choice. In Exodus chapter 2, they were killing the baby boys. And you know what? Moses' mother said, Lord, I can't anymore. And she did the crazy thing. She put baby Moses in a basket in the Nile. Elijah, after having this great victory, you know what? He wanted to quit. He wanted to die. Jeremiah, he said, I can't anymore. Jeremiah 29, he says, I just can't anymore. I want to quit. And he says, but if I say I will not mention his word or speak anymore his name, his word is in my heart like a fire. A fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it. Indeed, I cannot. And that's also why, footnote for you, a nugget for you, that's why the word of God is so important. And I'll prove it to you again. He yet again had another moment, but look what Lamentation says, 321. This I recall to mind. Therefore, I have hope. Say choice. He went ahead and he remembered the Lord's mercies and his compassions that never fail. And you know when you and I face opposition, it's not for you and I to retreat, church. It is not. Look for people that are going to push you. If God has given you a dream, if God has given you a desire to be who he has called you to be, then church, surround yourselves with people that are going to get you there. The scripture is true, 1 Corinthians 1533, bad company corrupts good habits. We need to understand that the people that we surround ourselves with will affect whether we move further or not. Say choice. choice. Type in choice if you're watching. Choice, very important. Luke 55 verse 19. And when they could not find how they might bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. The third person. Find people that can and know how to let you go. Find people that they know they can let you go. You know that? Our friends, 
might be in situations that you and I feel as if we can become overwhelmed in their situations, right? Almost like if their burdens are ours. You know what I'm talking about? Right? And to a point, it's true. But you know that you need to get to the point in your life where you need to understand that your limitation is being met. You know why? Because when you're helping somebody, you cannot sink with that individual. Say choice. You have to learn how to say, Lord, I'm letting them go to you. I'm going to just let go. Why? Because there's only so much that you and I can do. But the minute, the second that that individual is affecting who you are, you have to let them go. And you have to let them go into God in God's presence. You have to release into God. Why? Because the reality is this. That is the only place, that is the only way that they will ever get up out of their paralyzed state. Say choice. This bed that the man was laying on, it was created to bring comfort to his dysfunction. But when he came to Jesus, not only did Jesus restore his soul, but Jesus also restored his body. In church, I'm telling you, when you come into the presence of God in contact with the great I am, and you have a relationship with the one true God, there's nothing that can hold you down any longer. Say choice. When you encounter the power of God, that power of God is greater than the bed that you are laying on. Nothing can hold you down. But you must come to a true relationship with Jesus. A relationship that's going to heal your heart from your experiences. A relationship with God that is, that's going to transform you, the product, because you do know that you and I, you and I are the product of our environment. Say choice. I was the product of my environment. But then I met Jesus. And my situations were no match for God. Why? Because his presence was greater. Verse 20. When he saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. You know, I want people in my life that are filled with faith. And you know that there's people that the minute they see a crowd, the minute that they see that they have to break the roof, they would have quit, they would have stopped. And I love those types of people. The people that, that have that attitude of saying, you know what, I'm going to break this rooftop. You know that they're willing to do anything for me. You know, if you've come from a struggling home, you know what I'm talking about. There were times when my mom didn't eat because she wanted to make sure that we ate. So you know what I'm talking about there. And you know that God has provided people for you, for me, that would do whatever it takes for your benefit. And church, just don't choose anybody. Don't just give anybody the authority to carry you. You know why? Because it will make you something that you are not. And you have pastors, you have leaders, you have mentors that can help you. Don't shut down because things don't look good. Don't shut down because things look bad. You know, I don't know about you, but maybe if we were the paralyzed person, we would have said, hey, listen, you know what? Uh, you, you, th there's a crowd. It's too hard. Now you got to walk up a roof. You, you know what? N now you got to break the roof. You got to, you know what? Just take me home. 
Maybe we would have done that, right? Maybe this guy here would have, was doing the same thing. He looks at his friends and says, hey, listen, man, it's just too difficult. It's, guys, it's just too hard just taking me home. Maybe he, you know that you and I, we're so worried, we're so concerned about what people think, right? And maybe this guy was like, you know what, what are people going to think? The house is packed, you're breaking the roof, now you're going to have to let me down? And he's like, no, just take me home. And these good friends said, no, we're going to break the roof. And no, we're going to let you down because we know what happens when you go into the presence of God. And you know that all eyes are on him. Come on now, you've been here at church. You've been in places where there's a crowd. And somebody makes a noise. And you all just turn around and just look. And the person who has their attention on them, kind of like, you know, to deviate from that attention. And here's this man. There's a crowd. Just picture this in your mind. Here's this man, right? Jesus is in this house. It's packed. It's filled. No social distancing. <laughs> if you got that. Right? And now, you're in this house. You hear and you see that this roof is breaking. And they're lowering this man down just to be in the presence of God. Because verse 17 says this, that there was a presence to heal. And these men knew that. And they were willing to do what it took, no matter what it took, to bring this man into the presence of God. Because they knew what would happen when they encountered the one true God. Stand to your feet. If you're watching us online, I invite you to stand to your feet. Can, can we dim the lights a little bit here, please? I'd invite you here this morning, you that are watching online, I invite you to just close your eyes. Bow your heads and we're going to allow the Spirit of God to minister to us today. And I want you to examine your life. And who is in your circle of friends? Who are the people that you have chosen to surround you? And you got to ask yourself, are they taking me to a place that I know that God is calling me to go? And that's extremely important, church. Because God has given you the authority, the power to make decisions today. To choose wisely as to who surrounds you. And he has given you the power to choose who you give the authority to carry you to places. I'm telling you right now. Don't just choose anybody. Do not just give anybody the authority to carry you. That's a mistake. Because they're going to hurt you. When you 
decide to give somebody the authority and you make that mistake to carry you and they're not supposed to be carrying you, you then will not allow someone else to carry you. And you know what that's called? A lonely life. So now you've been hurt and no one else can carry you. And you're going to miss out on the greatest things of life because God has called you to be relational. And we need to have a group of people that we can trust, that we can love, that we can be ourselves. We need pastors, leaders, mentors. You need to have friends. You need to have somebody that you can come and you can say, I'm struggling with whatever it is. Church, I'm struggling with the realities of life because it is real. And the bed that you have created to numb your dysfunction, I'm here to tell you that the power of God is greater. And the actions that you and I commit in sin is because we are lonely. It's because we have been separated from God. And today, choose people that are going to take you to God. Choose people that are going to take you to his presence. Choose people that are going to take you to his power. Because that's where there's power to heal your heart. Choose people today that are going to take you to God's healing. Lord, today, I thank you. I thank you that we have the freedom to choose. Father, the freedom to be able to surround ourselves with people who are going to take us to you. Father, take us to your presence. Take us to your power. Take us to your healing. And Lord, I pray that if there's somebody here today watching from the computer, God, who has made the mistake of letting, them so, of letting somebody carry them that they weren't supposed to, and they've been hurt, I thank you because your power is greater. And Father, your presence is greater and can heal their heart. But I thank you because we have to come to a true relationship with you, Jesus. You know, and the Bible says that all we have to do is confess with our mouth what we believe in our hearts. And that is that Jesus loves us, that he cares about us, that God sent him here down to earth to die in our stead for the forgiveness of our sins. And if you want to have a relationship with Jesus this morning, we're all going to go ahead here in the church, those watching online, 
I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. God, I know I'm a sinner. And on my own, I cannot get to you. But I thank you for Jesus, your son who came down to earth, lived a perfect life, went to the cross to shed his blood for my sins, was buried, and on the third day, rose from the dead. And now he reigns at the right hand of the Father. And Lord, I thank you that today, my name is written in the book of life. And God, today, I am yours, and you are mine. In Jesus' name. You know, if you're here this morning, I don't know what you need Jesus to heal you from. I don't know if it's an emotional thing. I don't know if it's a physical thing. I don't know what it is. But today we want to take you as your friends. We want to take you to the presence of God. We want to take you where there's healing from your heart's experiences. And right where you are at, I want you just to talk to God. Because we know that when you and I come into the presence of God, in contact with the great I am and have a relationship with the one true God, there's nothing church that's going to hold you down. And today is a time for healing. Let us worship the Lord.